This week on Inside Motorsport, we catch up with Jason Bright, who won the Jason Richards Trophy in Pukekohe, and also catch up on the results of the Formula One in China. I hope you stay with us. First to China now, and Fernando Alonso was dominating. Here's what he had to say about the Ferrari team's performance. Well, hello everybody, first of all, and uh, thank you for the support all weekend. Amazing fans all weekend, and uh, it's very nice to to race here. And uh, about the race, yes, definitely it was a, a fantastic race for us from the start to the end uh, with not uh, big problems on the car. The tire degradation was uh, better than expected, probably, so we managed more or less the pace. And uh, yeah, uh, it feels great after uh, uh, the retirement in Malaysia. We had uh, you know some pressure to finish the race, but. Uh, the two races we finished this year, one uh, second place, today the victory, so definitely uh, the start of this 2013 campaign is, uh, is looking good, so we are very optimistic. Jason Bride in Pukekohe, New Zealand, managed to pick up the first ever Jason Richards Trophy. It was an emotional win, and when I spoke to him, he was still on a high. Absolutely, I mean, you know, I, I, it's a track I enjoy, and uh, you know, I won back there in 2004, and... Uh, yeah, Murph owned it for quite a while, but to go there this year and, and uh, win the first one back there, and especially with the JR Memorial Trophy up for grabs for the first time, it was, it was a pretty special weekend. It Obviously, your relationship with JR was a special one. So everyone in that team knew him so well. I, I guess they all were probably very emotional when you finished that last race. Oh, for sure. You know, we uh, you know we went there, and uh, you know I don't know how many times I, I heard at the start of the weekend that you know one of our two cars has to bring that trophy home. We're going to do whatever we have to 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 bring it home. And uh, you know the pace the cars have had, and you know the, the results of the Grand Prix, the, the 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 results in Tassie, you know, were looking good. But I made it hard for myself, and 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 so did Fabian. You know, he got he got the penalties and. And stuff, so you know, it was. Uh, we made it a little bit harder for ourselves than what it should have been. Um, you know, I was pretty gutted Sunday morning when I qualified 12th for the for the first race on on Sunday, and and you know, Will had qualified well up, and then he had a pretty dream run in that race and ended up getting the win. So, you know, it it made it quite a quite a tense time you know, between those races and. And, uh, you know, I just had to go out there in the last race. I really wanted to, if I was going to win the trophy, I really wanted to, to win it with a with a win on the track. And, uh, you know, for it all to sort of come off in the way it did, it was, it was pretty special. Looking at the way the format was run, are you happy to have the four races, four qualifyings and, and that whole system for future events? And, of course, this is the mooted formula for... Um, for uh, Austin as well. Well, I mean, uh, to be honest, I was I was a against it. You know, I, I you know I felt as though when we've had races without pit stops in the past, and one of the reasons why I went to pit stops was to create more passing and a bit more strategy. And and I, I really thought that the new you know that this format was going to you know get a little bit processional, but. Um, you know, if anything, it, it surprised me. You know, I, I think that 
one thing that did work on the weekend was you know very limited amount of tyres. You know that that was that was probably why the grids were so mixed up, and that's why you see passing. You know this sport, you know like all motorsport, comes down to tyres and. You know, if you give everyone enough tyres and tyres that last really well, then you know I think the racing becomes quite boring. But as it was, you know, there was uh, you know very different grids for every race. Um, you know, and, and I qualified in several different positions and had to do a lot of passing. And it's it's really put an emphasis on passing in the in, on the track rather than using strategy or or anything else during the race or good put good pit stops. So. Um, yeah, I'm 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 a little bit of a convert in a way. I think that it is working better than what I expected. And you know, at the end of the day, it's only going to be used for X amount of events. You know, enduros uh, are always going to have pit stops and and fuel refilling, and and uh, and so are the the larger street races um, like Townsville and Adelaide, Homebush. You know, they're always going to have the pit stops. So, you know, it, yeah, I. I I, uh, I'm not, I'm still, you know, the jury's still out a little bit, but I think that it is working very well and, and providing some good racing. Mm. Roland said to me after Tassie, the Sunday at Tassie, he didn't think that format worked at Tassie. Obviously, with you guys winning the races, uh, you might have a different opinion, but it certainly seemed a lot better at Pukekohe than it did in the Sunday at, um, at Tassie. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you should say that because it was his idea. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think that, yeah, I, I think that at Tassie, it's just a track that's so hard to pass, you know, and, uh, and you know, there's no de- tyre degradation, you know, and they're the two things that that do create passing. And, and uh, you know, so I, we'll see how it works at different tracks. You know, I think Perth will be, you know, great. You know, it'll be, I think, on the soft tyre and, and uh, degradation there is, is very high, so you know we'll we'll see how it pans out over the next couple of rounds. You know, I was a bit worried at, at Pookie that you know we were on the hard tire and and that it could become quite recessional. But you know, it was the track that track's pretty hard on tires. So even though that we're on the hard tire, it uh, it still did provide some uh, you know some some good passing opportunities late in the race. Now, of course, I haven't had a chance to ask you, but uh, your sports car career—it uh, got a test day off there in uh, a few weeks ago, and getting ready for Le Mans. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, very very lucky to have been able to pull it all together. But you know, it all came together pretty suddenly in the end. I had I had several deals that I was working on, and and then uh, you know all of a sudden. Um, the deal with Eight Star came about, and two weeks later, I was in the car at Paul Ricard testing, you know, which was which will be my only test before Le Mans. Um, test went really well. You know, looking forward to getting over to Le Mans and uh, and getting a taste of that great event. You know, sound everyone that that uh, you know talks to me about it, um, you know, speaks speaks with very high regard. So you know. I'm really looking forward to getting over there and, and doing an event that I've always wanted to do and it seems to be on many drivers' bucket lists. Now, from memory, you were almost set to do this race a couple of years ago, maybe even when you are still a team owner. There was a, almost a deal in place that you were going to be going over there. So this is like a 10-year a uh, journey to get you to Le Mans. Yeah, well, I mean, it was, it was actually when I was with uh, FPR, um, through ProDrive with their Aston Martin program, and you know I had had a deal. I when Sebring um, was meant to do Le Mans and Petit Le Mans as well in in uh, in America, and 
and uh, it was when China was cancelled, the, that they had date changed by a week and moved it to Winton and, and uh, it clashed with Le Mans test. And, and as an Aussie, it's pretty hard because you have to do Le Mans, it's compulsory to do Le Mans test uh, and the race. And it's just very difficult to fit into our into our schedule. You know, it usually clashes, one of those two weekends usually clashes with Darwin. Um, so it hasn't been many years since 2006 that it hasn't clashed. And, you know, the couple that it didn't, um, you know, I was sort of too busy here to to, to put pull it all together. And, um, you know, this year when it didn't clash, I was uh, sort of getting the feelers out with different people over there that I knew and, and um, you know, pretty fortunate that, that, that it all came off. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people talk about sports car racing when their V8 supercar career is ending, but when you're uh, winning races and and your teammates right up there in the championship, uh, don't think there's any retirement on the horizon, is there? No, I don't think so. You know, I, I, at the end of the day, I'd you know I'd only ever consider um, you know pulling the pin if I wasn't competitive, and you know at the moment I think we're proving we can still be competitive, and uh, you know enjoying enjoying racing. Yeah, supercars and uh, and you know, if I can fit a bit of sports car stuff in at the same time, you know, all the better. Mm. Well, Jason, always a pleasure to catch up with you. Look forward to seeing you over there in Perth. Cheers, mate. That's all we have time for this week. Next week, we'll be looking at Formula 3 here on Inside Motorsport. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.